And hey, now we're moving on to a very interesting story that uh, we're looking at today. You know, we've always spoken about integration when it comes to economic integration, infrastructural integration. But there's an interesting project that is underway, which is uh, bringing together intra-African collaboration when it comes to health. Health is something that we never think can actually be a regional or a cooperative intra-Africa collaboration. We never think of it. So this was an interesting story uh, for us. Three prominent research and development agencies, the African Academy of Sciences, the South African Medical Research Council, and the Alliance for Accelerating Excellence in Science in Africa, are in partnership, and they've formed this um, intra-African collaboration in an effort to fund and conduct, facilitate research projects in the area of maternal, neonatal, and uh, child health. We know that when it comes to that particular issue. It's a very serious one, maternal death, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. We know more than three-quarters of neonatal deaths in the world occur in sub-Saharan Africa. Well, joining us on the line, we've got Zolega Ngete, who is uh, joining us from the South African Medical Research Council. She's the project manager at the council, and we also have Evelyn Gitao, who is uh, the project manager at the African Academy of Science. Thank you both, ladies, uh, for giving us your time. Let me start with you, Zolega, in terms of looking at what does this actually mean from a practical uh, perspective when we talk about this intra-collaboration? Is it in terms of science? Is it terms of science? Is it in terms of technology? Or is it manpower? On which areas will actually this uh, uh, program actually uh, work on? Good morning, Benjamin. Thank you for having um, thank you for having us on your program. So, um, just to kick off, it's basically everything that um, that you have mentioned. So it mentioned so it's collaboration from um, the research perspective, it's collaboration from technology perspective, it's collaboration in terms of um, human resources. So what we are trying to do through this um, through this partnership is to get African researchers to work together to try and come up with solutions that will enable us as a continent to reduce some of the burden um, that we see in the maternal and child health space. So if you think about um, if you think about research, traditionally you have research groups that are working in isolation, for example, at a, un- at a particular university in South Africa. You'll have researchers um, working in, in, in a particular um, research institution, say in Botswana, in Kenya, in Nigeria. And mm-hmm. if you if you think about research, if you think about expertise in research, no country on the continent um, could claim to have all the research expertise that sure. is necessary to bring about solutions. It'll take forever if we were to wait for each country to come up to work on its own to come up with its with its own solutions. So what we're trying to do is to get African researchers to collaborate with the is. Um, Expertise, you know, where, where, where it is, where there is complementary expertise to, um, to accelerate the process of developing, um, solutions for some of the challenges that we face in the health space and maternal mm. and, and child health. Well, thanks for explaining that, Zolega. But why are maternal uh, issues, why maternal health is, is it the focus? Uh, let's move that question to you, Evelyn. Why do you think uh, Africa should specifically uh, start this uh, regional integration health project with uh, neonatal and uh, maternal issues? 
Okay. Um, thank you, and thank you for having me on the radio this morning. Um, um, we are calling from African Academy of Sciences, and we have a remit for the whole of Africa. Sure. Um, I come from particularly the program, the African Alliance for Accelerating Excellence in Science. Sure. And one of the things we did when we started thinking about what are the priorities we should be focusing on for health is we actually did a survey across the board in Africa. We sent it out to over a thousand people and really addressed the goals for the sustainable development goals targeted towards health and ask people to tell us what they think we should prioritize in the short term, in the long term, and in, you know, in, in 30 years. And, you know, as expected, they, everyone was referring to what had happened in the Millennium Development Goals and what had been achieved and what hadn't been achieved. And when we came back, we got about 400 um, responses from this um, survey, and the maternal, neonatal, and child health came out on top as the biggest challenge we're facing, and without addressing it, we're not going to be able to um, reach the other health targets. So we close um, second is non-communicable diseases, and, you know, with cancer right behind that, and I think, broadly speaking, if we address that towards maternal and neonatal child health, mm. we'll be able to actually affect the other challenges. So we... we in the long term, we plan on addressing other things, but for the first call, we decided to focus on what scientists, researchers, and other stakeholders on the, on, on the continent identified as one of the biggest challenges we have. Mm. And Evelyn, just staying with you, in terms of just research culture on the continent of Africa, as was highlighted by Zolega, sometimes it becomes a little bit too fragmented and it becomes all over the place. Everyone is doing their own thing and focusing on their specific uh, subject or uh, their area of expertise. Why is it in, in, important for us to create some form of uniformity, some form of uh, uh, maybe template where we can all refer to well, it, it, the, the one thing we, you know, when I, when I started looking at the data around the continent, one thing I found is that people were repeating the same things over and over again, mm. and therefore the same mistakes. So without collaborating, we, we, we are definitely going to keep doing that. So we're going to test the same interventions, test the same technologies in spite of failure in other areas. So we are very keen to see that collaborations happen, A, because, number one, they need to, uh, we need to ensure that we're not repeating the same mistakes from previous research that's been done by other people on the continent. Secondly, as Alika mentioned, you know, health challenges do not really have any borders, and you find very many similarities um, across Africa. We don't have infinite um, resources on the continent, but if we pull the resources that we have, we'd be able to then accelerate some of the technologies that are working very quickly because we don't have to keep wasting the resources on piloting tests that should have that had been done and tested elsewhere. Mm, mm. And, and thirdly, uh, um, you know, when if you we talk about scale up um, in grand challenges, we talk about how will your innovation move to the next step. If we take a Chinese model or an Indian model of how you move technologies um, and get them to start making money and start driving economies, we need to actually sell beyond your local community. So um, if you're developing an innovation that can target 20 million people, the chances of it being a sustainable innovation is stronger than an innovation that can only target the 10,000 local people around you. So we, we want to also encourage more entrepreneurship and um, effective entrepreneurship in Africa is only going to work if we as Africa are the market. You know, so if we are looking at the um, a million people in a locality in, 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 in South Africa compared to looking at a billion people in Africa and you know, even if you're spending a dollar each, at least you can sustain such a technology. So we, those are the three, mm, four mm. 
factors we would like to accelerate and ensure it's happening by um, encouraging collaboration on the continent. So, like, coming to you, it's very interesting to see such a project taking underway. But also, I know that uh, there are challenges in kind of getting everyone to be streamlined into a new idea such as this one, because some people are very traditional, especially in the health sector. People kind of are focused in their what they kind of have trained to do. But uh, this kind of effort will need kind of a, a big facilitation process. I'm sure there are challenges uh, to actually make Make sure that this happens, Zuleil. Oh, yes. It is, um, as you have mentioned, it is always um, a challenge. Um, by, by definition, you know, um, researchers like to focus on, on their area of ex- expertise and um, they, they generally can be very, um, how do I put it, very protective of, of, of their own um, of, of their own projects of their own intellectual um, um, outputs um, so it is it is a challenge but um, I, I can say for um, for a fact that these types of of, of efforts are starting to generate um, they, they starting to gain momentum, you know, because the engagement around researchers, whenever we, we talk to researchers, we make it clear that we prioritize um, those projects where we can, sh- where the, 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 the participants can show clear um, um, and meaningful collaboration between the partners. It is clear what it is that they're trying to, um, that they each are bringing into, in, in, into the party. And the other side um, of this is to... Um, we, we are always engaging to sell to researchers the benefits to them as well as Evelyn has, um, has, mentioned, has mentioned that if, if, if one is working on developing an innovation that is um, likely to benefit only the small community around, around them, the chances of it becoming anything meaningful, you know, the chances of sustainability are very, very low. So a lot of researchers actually are coming to the, um, are coming to the party. For example, one of the things that, um, that we look at um, as, as, as part of, um, of this, um, the, the, the grand challenges effort um, is that we look at um, p- solutions that, for example, may have been an innovation that may have been piloted in a small community in South Africa soon, now. Soon. We look at projects where we will be able to see whether that data can be duplicated mm-hmm. in, in, in other parts of the continent or vice versa. Something that has been shown to work in, 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 one, in another part of the continent can this um, be adapted and um, and um, and implemented in another part of, of the continent. That way, uh, researchers have a better opportunity to actually see what they're working on making an impact in communities. And as much as a lot of researchers, you know, tend mm. to um, prefer to, to to work in in their own little corners in isolation. In general, the majority of researchers, when you engage with them, they actually want to make an impact. Mm, they want mm, to. They mm. want to change um, um, society. Yeah, for sure. So the benefits of collaboration, once people are engaged, actually people um, people can see. And sometimes you may find that if you were to focus on a project in one institution and hope to develop some of the expertise that is required um, to make that project a success. It would take one institution five years, but you bring a couple of parties together with complementary expertise, 
you, you shorten the time of development. You know, you may shorten it now from five years um, to two years. And who doesn't, who doesn't want that? It's a matter of engaging and ensuring that um, people are able to access, um, to access the right part, um, the right partners. Um, well, I'm speaking yeah. to Zoleka Ngete, who's joining us on the, the line. She's the project manager at the South African Medical Research Council. I think she's joining us from Cape Town, South Africa. And Evelyn Gidau is on the line as well, program manager at the African Academy of Science, also linked uh, to the NAPIT Agency Alliance for the Acceleration Excellence in Science in Africa uh, Agency. Uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, Evelyn, you in Kenya. Is it Nairobi? Yes, I'm in Nairobi. Fantastic. So we're linking uh, both of you, South Africa, Kenya. It's fantastic uh, to be on the line. That's the fantastic thing about radio. And uh, hey, we're looking at this uh, project itself, bringing researchers from different parts of the continent. It's a a grant that will facilitate this particular process and also ensure that there is kind of this intra-African collaboration to ensure that uh, research is done in a more collaborative and more kind of integral way on the continent continent of Africa. Give us your thoughts, what you think of this, plus 277-965-7930 and you can also tweet, uh, tweet us rather on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa One or our handle at African Dialogue. We're going to take a quick break then we'll be back with our guests after this. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. My name is Benjamin Mushatama. This is African Dialogue. Monday to Thursday, we bring in experts. We bring, uh, uh, you know, just uh, conversations that have to do with the continent. Today, we're linking South Africa, uh, Kenya, and having this discussion on this uh, uh, very interesting uh, collaborative effort that is between uh, uh, agencies that uh, really focus on uh, research, the African Academy of Sciences, the South African Medical Research Council, and the NAPIT Agency Alliance for Accelerating Excellence in South Africa. This is actually a project that will ensure that uh, research uh, projects uh, are actually much more uh, really integrated and there's kind of that regional connection when it comes uh, to research on the African uh, African continent. And we'll focus and target the continent's shared challenges in the area of maternal and neonatal and child health. Uh, joining us is Zolega Ngete, who is uh, joining us from the South African Medical Research Council. She's in Cape Town. Evelyn Gitao is joining us from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, she's the program manager at the African Academy of uh, Science.
science. Uh, well, uh, it's very interesting to see that, uh, you know, Sub-Saharan Africa still has this problem of uh, global maternal deaths. And we know that, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, although South Africa has made progress in reducing maternal and child mortality, the levels remain unacceptably high in the Sub-Saharan African region. You know, the five causes in various parts in South Africa include HIV, AIDS, uh, uh, diarrheal uh, disease, lower uh, respiratory infections, so many others as well. So this is an issue that is very, very much serious. Nothing to be uh, taken lightly indeed. Evelyn, I want to come to you. The nature of research in itself is the fact that it's around this idea of, of funding. And usually the way research works, from my limited understanding, is the fact that uh, research is sponsored. And usually the sponsors have a certain aim. They have a certain agenda when it comes to that particular research. And sometimes it's not really open sourced. Research can be very much confidential sometimes. And I'm sure those are the areas you need to iron out as as well, Evelyn. How are you going to deal with those intricacies? Well, here's the thing. We, we, We have to try and focus on research that will be openly accessible to people. So while we, we have a focus right now and we do drive the agenda based on, on the topics we're interested in, um, we will not be able to fund research that is closed. Because okay. um, the, the ethos behind that challenge is that um, it's, we are funding things that are openly accessible and that will benefit the community. So we, for the first call, we have limited it to um, not-for-profit agencies because of that factor because you know for coffee agencies have other issues about how to protect their data and how to protect what they're producing but it's but you know going forward we probably might come back and look at it and say okay if we're going to fund for profit they do have to think about it in terms of how it would benefit the society so we're not um, funding industry we're funding um, research that will benefit communities um, in, in terms of the Grand Challenges Africa Innovation Grants itself, which will actually facilitate this particular process, uh, Zolega, do we know how that's going to work and how these grants are going to be dispersed? Um, um, yes. So, so, okay. Well, let's, let's so give us... Is, is that Zolega? Is it Evelyn? Uh, let's give Zolega a, a chance to, uh, to answer, Evelyn. Okay, so this, this grant is actually going to be jointly managed by um, Grand Challenges Africa, where Evelyn is, is the program manager and the South African Malaria Research okay. um, Research Council. Um, in this particular case, um, Grand Challenges Africa is really the lead partner in the sense that, um, as, as Evelyn has mentioned, um, the, the Grand Challenges Africa is a mandate for all of Africa, whereas Grand Challenges South Africa obviously is primarily focused on the South African um, on the South African landscape, um, all applicants will, as as noted in the in, in the um, call for proposals, will have to apply through the Grand Challenges um, Ishango. Um, um, uh, system, so everyone will have to register and um, and uh, and 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 apply through that system, and then there will be um, an independent panel that reviews um, that reviews the project, and um, those projects that are then um, awarded funding, you know, um, the, all the partners, all the partners involved will be um, involved in the decision making, and um, the decision on which partner will will fund which projects will obviously depend on. 
on 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 the partners and on the partners on the relevant partners and um, the funding will come through um, from the partner that is primarily responsible um, from the South African Grand Challenges South Africa's perspective we are primarily interested in, in projects where the lead partner is based at the South African institution and uh, will be partnering with a, um, a, collab- a collaborator or collaborators from other parts of the continent. Okay. But I think yeah, sure. um, Evelyn can definitely elaborate on that. Okay, go ahead, Evelyn. Evelyn, are you there? Yep, I'm there. Sure. You, uh, uh, Zoleg was saying that you can also elaborate on how this whole uh, grant is going to work. You can go ahead, Evelyn. Yeah, yeah. So as she pointed out, for um, Grand Challenge in South Africa, they would make the final decisions on who's funded from South Africa. But in terms of um, the African continent, those you know, we've 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 tried to be um, quite some. Um, broad in how we select the reviewers and those who are going to make the decisions to ensure that there is no bias to any country, to any institution. And when we review, we actually try to blind the reviewers to institutional affiliations because we really want to get the new novel ideas. We don't want to fund the same people over and over again. So we, we, we try and blind the reviewers and make sure that when they come back and tell us that this is a good idea, they don't necessarily base it on this is an institute in um, South Africa that has all, always done this work. Um, second, so that removes the bias. The other thing um, in terms of the Pan-African continent is one of the things we're finding a big challenge and what the other Grand Challenges partners have had a challenge in doing is funding in Francophone Africa. So we're trying to encourage more French-speaking innovators to, 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 to build collaborations within um, Africa outside of Francophone countries. And, and, and this is where we think uh, by having that intra-Africa um, collaborative type of grants that may enable mobility would help in, in, in then seeing this through. So we, we, we want it blinded. We want to be as independent and we want to make sure that we make um, we give as many people a chance to, to, to get funded, um, but then at the end of the day, we do have to make a decision based on the budget we have, so we will, at that point, narrow it down to what we have and the good ideas in terms of how they get ranked. I mean, it, it, it would have to be a very a big project indeed, because how do you narrow down uh, which areas to actually finance and uh, actually help in terms of uh, the, the, the funding? I'm sure uh, there's going to be a huge uh, uh, process of scrutinizing these, these projects, Evelyn. Yeah, so we, we, we in, in the rules and guidelines that we've set out on our website, we've actually stated what, you know, we've listed things that we definitely won't fund. You know, for example, um, you know, if, if your intervention has, has no possibility of scale-up, we definitely wouldn't fund it. But if it's been done before and, we, you know, it's in literature, we're also not going to fund it. And, and, and it's, it doesn't have, it doesn't look like there's... They, a way to collaborate with other partners outside of your local community is probably not going to be funded. So I'd encourage listeners to go and look at both the rules and guidelines from uh, um, on our website at the African Academy of Sciences as well as MRC because we have actually listed quite a few things we wouldn't fund and those that we encourage, you know, the topics that we think would definitely make the top. And, and that way you can at least give yourself a chance if you look at those um, topics. And also, I, I know that we, we highlighted the whole issue of uh, integration, but I'm sure it does some things, Olega, uh, from an 
an individual space for researchers as well because it almost becomes a catalyst not only just for partnership, but also for you to, to broaden the space of, of research as a, an individual researcher? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm not, I don't get the question. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking the fact that it might be a very much collaborative effort to work with other researchers to, to open the source of, of the research itself, but I'm sure it also works from a more individualized space as well for researchers because it also not only opens up your research to the rest of the continent but it also enables you to actually uh, work in your own field as well and improve the individual space that that you work with i don't know if i'm, I'm right to say that so like yes of course look um as how how this collaborative efforts um are, are, are generated in, in in general you would have the the, you would have a lead uh, principal investigator on, on every project. So usually the lead principal investigator who reaches out to other, um, to other researchers to collaborate, um, to collaborate with him who, or her who happens to, um, you know, the, the principal inv- investigator is the one who would have the idea of, of the project, but they would then have to reach out to people that can assist um, them with co- co- collaborative expertise. So definitely there is a benefit um, to a um, to to the to the individual um, researchers that would participate in this, but I would really like to emphasize that um, we will prioritize those um, those projects where we can see clear collaborations. I I, I have yet to see a project. I've been working in the space of, of grant management for the last 10 years. I've yet to see a project where the PI, the one researcher, has all the necessary expertise to take the project from start um, to its logical, um, to its logical um, conclusion. So um, there is definitely benefit to, to any individual researcher um, to participate in this. Um, yeah, if, if I, I hope that answers you. Yeah, no, definitely it, it does. And also what's also interesting for me is, you know, we live in a space where there's a, a very fast-paced environment when it comes to the improvement of technologies, especially in the health industry. Will we see a sharing of resources in that regard? I know sometimes for some countries it's very much a, a limitations in the health sector, as Oleg. Yes, so... Um Definitely, this is one of, of, of the reasons why we are specifically um, targeting collaborative, um, collaborative efforts, because you might find that for a, um, a particular project to, 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 to reach its milestones, to, 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 be, um, to, to be concluded, you need expertise, for example, that resides in a South African institution, and you have um, a researcher, maybe they have done some pre- preliminary work in another part of the continent, and now they are stuck because they don't actually have the resources required. And that can also happen, you know, um, you know, vice versa, um, with a South African researcher needing resources that are placed elsewhere on the continent. So that is, um, that is really one of the, the reasons we, we emphasize uh, collaborative research projects.
I'm going to take one more break and then we, we're going to wrap up the, the conversation. We're joined uh, by uh, two guests on the line looking at this uh, NAPAD uh, feel kind of a project. It feels like it's uh, not only, you know, we always speak about regional integration. We've spoken a lot about it uh, here on uh, African Dialogue. And what makes this interesting is the fact that, uh, uh, you know, some of these uh, uh, projects we've spoken about are very much on a standstill. But this one seems like it's something that's going to actually work but on the health front which is something that is also very interesting and when we we're speaking to colleagues about this because we really got excited about this kind of a project when we were speaking in the newsroom was the fact that actually you can't put these uh, the issue of integration in silos sometimes we think it's just about infrastructure sometimes we think integration is just about how we get access to the various economies or in on, in the continent but it's interesting to see how health as well can become this integrated effort on the continent. What do you think about it? Give us your thoughts. Plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. Or you can give us your thoughts on our email address. Email us on info at channelafrica.org. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back and wrap up the conversation. Agro Africa. Hello. From the first Wednesday of this month, Agro Africa will be coming to you at 9.20 a.m. Central African Time and on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central African Time. Tune in to Agro Africa and listen to stories about agriculture and its development in the African continent. We are on shortwave, internet live streaming and DSTV audio bouquet channel 802. Agro Africa, bringing agriculture to the comfort of your home. Agro Africa. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's only official international public radio station on shortwave, internet, and satellite. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese, and Chinyanja. Informing the world about Africa. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa. This is African Dialogue, where we bring experts from Monday to Thursday, put them around the table, and we discuss issues on the continent of Africa. Today, we're speaking about health, a collaborative effort of three research and development agencies, uh, really to ensure that uh, there is a collaborative effort when it comes to research uh, dealing with maternal, neonatal, and uh, child health. And we have Evelyn Gitao, who's joining us uh, uh, from Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, she is a program manager at the African Academy of Science. Zolega Ngate is also with us, joining us in South Africa uh, in Cape Town at the South African Medical Research Council. She's the project manager there. Uh, Evelyn, I want to wrap up uh, uh, this conversation and you know, you were speaking about these uh, projects and these research uh, ideas are going to really have to be really communal. They have to be really about uh, something that's going to reflect those societies and uh, communities that you want to work with. You know, how do we actually make sure that Evelyn um, research becomes more communal? That also, it's not just something that stays uh, academic, but it's something that also can trickle down to the communities. 
I guess one of the things we look at, because researchers have a historical way of um, looking at impact, as I have published in a journal and that's good enough, is really looking about how we plan to translate, how you plan to implement. So at the African Academy of Sciences, we're working very hard to develop a mechanism where researchers can actually engage with policymakers, engage with community leaders so that they, because they're the ones who implement, they're the ones who will take up the research. So start engaging with them early on. We, so in the application itself, we've actually requested them to give us, or if not, we'd expect them to build a community engagement plan and we'd work with them to see that they can get this and put, put it together in a way that policymakers understand it as well as community leaders understand it. So it's not a matter of just leading the researchers to say, okay, fine, go out and figure out how you engage with the community. It's working with them to ensure that they engage with the community and use the channels that we have available for them to actually engage with the community. And we would advocate for their research and we would um, also work with policymakers to uptake some of the research that is relevant in um, different areas. Uh, Zolega, your, your thoughts, because uh, I think that's one of the strong elements of, of this project is the fact that it is very much geared to be communal. Yes, um, I think um, Evelyn has, has covered has covered that bit, but um, I, I think the only thing I can add to that, if you think of the mandate of the Medical Research Council and the fact that it is um, a, a Department of Health um, agency in, in the continent, um, we have the ability as the Medical Research Council um, to, to engage with the Department of Health on, on policy matters. Actually, we are expected by the Department of Health to do that. Whenever research mm-hmm. um, da- data comes out that can affect policy, we have that avenue. So we, it's something that we bring to the table um, in, in, into, this, into this partnership. And I think something else to add um, in terms of um, what, what um, this kind of initiative brings, brings to the table for the researchers themselves. Um, as we mentioned, this is um, the, the Grand Challenges South Africa and Grand Challenges Africa programs are plugged into the global Grand Challenges uh, platform of initiative. So by definition, any researchers will become part, you know, who apply and are successful through this initiative. By definition, they then would have access to that pool of um, to that pool of, of knowledge and one of the things that we do in terms of um, managing projects that have been successful in, in, in securing um, um, funding from 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 ourselves that we become we then become partners in, in, in assisting those projects to meet um, to meet their targets to meet to meet their milestones. So we bring about we assist in identifying experts. If, for example, they're facing some technical challenges, we're able to bring those um, to bring those on board. And when it comes to the later stages of of, of projects, we actively if, if a project is is showing promise, we actively work with them to to try and um, if we cannot support them through funding. For the next phase, we work with them to try and see who is the next um, logical um, funder that can that can support the development. So, really, um, I would encourage people to um, to apply to, to apply to this opportunity because it's not only about the funding that is being offered at this stage, um, but it really provi- would provide people an, an access to enable their research to um, to make an impact on on the continent and as well as other developing countries.